Hello, friends. I'm Jonah Jackson. And I'm Andrew Johnson. And we want to say thank you for listening to Guardians of Greenwood. I play Hector, a badger blacksmith who's just trying to do the right thing. And I will be your dungeon master, or rather, your tiny dungeon master. Wait, what? We're playing the game Tiny Dungeon, so I thought it would be like a fun twist on, on the usual, you know, D&D, like Dungeon uh, Master. right. Anyway, uh, we're super excited about this campaign. Yeah. It's heavily influenced by Brian Jake's Redwall series, which we grew up with and loved. It's filled with woodland creatures, fierce warriors, battles between good and evil. Lots of great food. Mm -hmm. And we are so happy to be sharing this world and our story with you. So what do you think? Should we get started? Let's do it. We're on the outskirts of Creekside Village, a small community that's popped up around the remains of Creekside Chapel. A small river, the Thistle Run, flows by the chapel, lazily moving along. The chapel's old, much older than the surrounding village, and it dwarfs the buildings that have been constructed around it. This ancient structure that may have at one point been on the verge of collapse has had new life breathed into it in the generations since the wood folk moved in. All sorts of creatures are going about their business, mice, squirrels, and other various woodland critters greeting each other as they walk along the dirt and gravel paths that make up the village streets. We move away from the side of the village, making our way upstream, moving west along the Thistle Run into a slightly deeper part of the Greenwood. In a secluded area outside a Creekside village, we come to the home and smithy of one Hector, the lone badger in the vicinity of Creekside. Andrew! Hi. Please uh, describe Hector and, and his home to me and to our listeners. Hector's a good, thick boy. <laughs> yeah, no, he's uh, he's he's badger big, which in Redwall world is is pretty big, as as you go with like the rodent races. He's definitely the biggest dude in town or around town. Yeah, by far. I mean, like, is not necessarily in comparison to like other critters, but like. It's a badger. Badgers is bigs. Don't know why I'm apparently drunk right now. <laughs> he's not a hedgehog, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, he's uh, black and white striped, you know, not like zebra, but, you know, typical badger. And he's the kind of the town blacksmith that lives outside of the town. Not too far, I assume. Um, yeah, just, a, just a little ways up the creek yeah. and up the road, yeah. Uh, his home is fairly... Uh, simple abode. Uh, it's right on the creek, the river. There's a nice little water wheel that helps turn some of the stuff in the smithy. Nice access to, to the water right there. There's like a little outdoor smithing area with like the actual smith and anvil and tools and stuff. And then there's uh, attached to that his actual kind of small little cottage. But yeah, he's got green eyes. He's like a young adult. Young adult. Yeah, that's, that's Hector. A strapping lad. Can oft be found smashing metal with hammer. And in his home he has um, a banner hanging up, is that correct? Tell me about that. Yes. Whenever he was found by one uh, Gumble, who often is called Grumble. Well, he's a mole after all, that's only about right. Yes, he grumbles. The, he, he was found as an, as an infant in uh, a green and gold like military standard or banner it's not much like most of it is torn away but he just has that like hanging up in the actual like outdoor blacksmithy mm. area nice yeah nice nice that's, nice that's Hector he's a quiet soul which works great for a podcast <laughs> it's really good yeah. really good yeah. audio yeah really good a gentle a gentle giant and so what is a, what's like a typical day for Hector? Uh, he, he doesn't go into town much. He, he mostly stays at home. Probably mostly staying at home and working on uh, like the day-to-day activity of like gather enough water and make sure that you like go pick good berries and have those good berries to eat. Or like fishing. Trying to remember, like, the rules of Red Bull. Yeah, fish aren't sentient. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, they, they, don't, they don't count, right? This is vegetarian rules, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, badgers need meat. Uh, bugs. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's, that's yeah. But, like, gathering food and, like, water is the typical, like, day-to-day. And then, like, working on projects from the town. So, like, if the, the field mouse family has, like, you know, a plow break, 
he might be like, you know, oh, I'm going to fix their plow for him. And in return, they might be like, here's some grain, you know. Yeah. I'm assuming he probably doesn't charge the people in town really, like, money. No, I mean, like, in town, it's probably mostly, like, you know, a sort of barter system kind of thing. Y'all help each other out. But, yeah, so it's one afternoon, and you are at your smithy. Uh, the past couple of days, you've been working on something. Actually, four, uh, Adam Fieldmouse. Uh, yes. He did, in fact, have some uh, farming tools that he had needed you to, you know, take care of. He had a couple things break on him. So you had uh, finished up an order for him, and now uh, what, what are you working on now? It's like personal project, general business, like... Out of curiosity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> does, does Gumble like to drink? Does Gumble? Yeah. Oh, look, he spends a lot of time uh, with Barble, who is the hedgehog. <laughs> Go Gumble and Barble. <laughs> yeah. What a what great, what what great, great duo. duo. <laughs> Barble oh. runs the, uh, the Crooked Quill, which is, uh, I mean, I guess the baseline of what you could call a tavern here in town. Yeah. But yeah, he, he hangs out over there a lot, and he's good friends with uh, Barble. You're actually friends with uh, Barble's son as well. Okay, good. Barble yeah. son being? Yeah, Barnabas. Narble. <laughs> <laughs> Barnabas. Love it. Yeah. He's about your age, and, you know, since since Gumble took you in, and he was around Barble a lot, you spent a, a good amount of time with old Barney. Oh, God. Barnabas. It's already like... <laughs> Wait, well, first um, there's Gumble. And then there's Barble. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> cool. Then I'm probably maybe, like, working on, uh, like, some new, like, metal tankards yeah. for, the, for the tavern just as a gift. Great. Yeah. 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 Making cups. I'm making cups, baby. What's good? Nice. Nice, nice, nice. But yeah, so this afternoon you're working on these these tankards, these cups uh, for Barble. Uh, his birthday's coming up. But uh, so you remember nice. uh, that you did you finished up this order for Adam Fieldmouse. Um, he was supposed to come pick up this equipment from you yesterday, but you haven't seen him. Oh, no. <laughs> My DM brain. <laughs> okay. Well, then, when I kind of get to a stopping spot with the cups, mm -hmm. nice cups, by the way, I'm talking like tankards. Tell you what, go ahead handles. and just, just for just for funsies, go ahead and give me a, a test for your blacksmithing. Do I make those with advantage with I the feel blacksmith like, I feel like you probably do because you've got the blacksmith trait. Let me just look at it real fast. I mean, it is cups. You can make the call, but I was just curious. Right. For those of you who might not have noticed somehow by yet, we are playing Tiny Dungeon from Gallant Night Games. It's a, a different system than what you might be used to if you're used to like D&D &D or PBTA type stuff. Uh, basically, it uh, runs on Tiny D6 system, which boils down to if you're making a test, you roll 2D6, and if one of them is either a 5 or a 6, it's a success. If you roll with advantage, you roll 3D6. If you roll with disadvantage, you roll 1D6. But one of the traits that Andrew chose at character creation was blacksmith boom uh which which as as written is once a day when you make a test to like fix something uh-huh you can have advantage on it mm -hmm. do we just want to say have advantage because it's cups i think it's cups and you have advantage okay, on i was just, I was just <laughs> yeah. curious um, i think that i think that's fair it, it's very much a feat that was made for uh like fix your armor not your actually weapon. just being a blacksmith all the time right <laughs> being an adventurer that also knows how to blacksmith right yeah no no Two ones and a two. Oh man, it's not your best work so far, and I think it's probably because you're like preoccupied with like why. Like, yeah, where, where's, where's, where's Adam Fieldmouse? He was supposed to be here yesterday, and you know that Adam Fieldmouse is someone who is like very, very much on time and uh -huh. you know on top of things. You know he's he's up with the sun and everything, and it's it's really weird that he didn't come when you had you know discussed yesterday, oh, and that it's now a little bit later in the day today. Okay. Then uh, fed up with these cups <laughs> because maybe it's also just like big hands trying to make small. Yeah, it's yeah. it's my own actual issues in life <laughs> with crafting small things. I'm just gonna set the cups down, make sure the the forging is in a place where it's not gonna burn the house down. Yeah, as you as you always do, you know. It's kind of a, 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 a slow process, and, and then I'm just gonna like swallow my own like social anxieties and go make my way towards the field house. You know, not thinking anything of it, but just being like, I should probably take this to him. Gotcha. Are Maybe. you taking the stuff to him then? Yeah, I'm going to take the stuff to him. Okay. What all were you working on for him? Like a plow? Some Probably a plow. Yeah. I feel like that breaks a lot. And I, 
I don't know, just maybe some like some like garden tools. Yeah, I think so. He could have gotten you to make a couple new things while he yeah. was getting the plow fixed he anyway. Needs a new shovel, the, like a flat one instead of a spade. I don't know. Yeah, you, you never know. Yeah, totally. So you, I think that you probably have like a cart that you haul stuff around in. You are a, a big old badger after all. I have a cart. <laughs> I have a, as a rickshaw. Yeah, the, the kind, well, you know how, like, in the Redwall books, how Constance is like, yeah. oh, I'll pull the cart along. Yes. Like, you got puts p- all the kids in the back, and then it's like, I'll pull the cart. Yeah. It's a big, big, strong boy. Yeah. I think that you, you know, hoist the plow and the other farming implements up into the cart, and then you make your way into Creekside Village. The field mouse residence and, you know, their little bit of farm that they've got is over on the east side uh so you'll just make your way through town love it along the way doing it trying to actively maybe not talk to like a bunch of people just kind of like trying to do the job and go back home yeah so as you're making your way uh through creekside it's uh it's a little bit later in the afternoon right now uh it's not into the evening by any means but you know Things are kind of winding down. Maybe there's a little less people going about their business. There's a few folks that catch your eye along the way. Uh, you know, there's you know a couple of you know these little squirrel children that are running around, and uh, you actually see from the general store you see Farn the Shrew who kind of waves at you. I wave gingerly back, <laughs> just like avoid content. Like not like not like I can't talk with people, but just like a like. I acknowledge you. I'm not being rude, but I'm I'm going. Yeah. I don't think he thinks anything of it. He wasn't, like, trying to flag you down or anything. Okay. It was but, just uh, the gentle, like, hi. Yeah, you wave at a few folks here and there, and uh, nobody really, you know, stops you along the way. Uh, and nice. you make your way to the Field Mouse residence. You see, it's a, it's a very humble uh, sort of... You know, glor- glorified hut. All of the buildings that are in this village, uh, none of them are fancy by any means, because you know it's it's just a small village that's popped up around this one. Uh, not even a big chapel by any yeah. means. You know, it was. Is it fairly new? Out of like curious, like has it been here my entire lifespan? The field mouse residence. Well, no, no, just no, like I just meant village. like the the village in general. Yeah, the village has been here pretty much your entire life. Uh, like as as long as you've known, you've lived in Creekside. Cool. You grew up with Gumble. Uh, when you got old enough to kind of do your own thing, you, not live with Gumble. <laughs> you always ate well when you were living with Gumble. I'm not dissing Gumble. <laughs> and you, unlike uh, you a lot had a of smaller other... house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it was very much like. It's really like half a level above ground and like half below, yeah. but you always ate well for certain. And I will say, uh, since you grew up with him, you understand moles better than most. Rock on. But yeah, so like growing up in Creekside, uh, you would know that it was actually founded a few generations back uh, originally by a squirrel family, of which Mother Gardenia, who currently like runs Creekside Chapel, she is the descendant of that family directly. Uh, so it was originally sort of founded with them, and then, you know, other critters of all sorts kind of made their way here, and so now it's a little bit more of a melting pot with, you know, mice, hedgehogs, moles, all that, all that good stuff. Cool. So you make your way the rest of the way across town, and you find yourself at the residence of the field mouses. It is on fire. (laughs) There are wraiths (laughs) murdering the mice. I'm going to pee on myself if you come back in and you're like, it's on fire. It's not on fire. It's burnt to the ground. (laughs) There's nothing left. But you find your way there, and uh, it is not burned to the ground or anything. Uh, fun thing about the Field Mouse residents, you actually help them, like, build their house. Uh, Sweet. They have not always lived here. Adam and Isabel Field Mouse uh, moved here a few years back uh, with their kids, and you help them, you know, construct uh, a new home for themselves, and they, they live over here on the eastern side of the village. And they, you know, do business, as we said, it's mostly sort of, you know, bartering, trading things. Uh, they raise, you know, grains and other things like that. Um, so you have had a good working relationship with them for a while. But you make your way over there, and as you approach... She seems very quiet. Oh, that's so cryptic. Do, do I see any... Do they have kids? Uh, yeah, they do have two kids. 
Maggie and Nicholas are their two children. They're little mice. But you do not see either of them out and about. And like knowing what time of day it is, like normally at this time, like you would probably see like smoke coming from the chimney because Isabel was like working on dinner and you know the kids might be playing outside or helping their dad or Adam might be in the process of putting things away for the day, uh, but you do not see any of them. Okay. Well, I'm going to just wheel the cart up to the front door and knock on the door. All right, you give the door a knock. No answer. Okay. Social anxiety is going to force me to knock on the door one more time and wait. You wait a little longer and there's still no answer to the door. Okay. Am I on the terms with this family? Like, are, am I on good enough terms that, like, opening a door is probably not going to be, like, super strange? I think so. I mean, because uh, most of the folks in this village are pretty tight with each other. You do this a lot less than other folks who live around here. Like, there's a lot of visiting back and forth and people going over for meals and things. And growing yeah. up with you know, Gumble, you certainly did a good amount of that. Uh, but in the meantime, you have become more of a, a bit of a recluse over at your smithy and everything. I don't think that you would be remiss to try to go in there and, and see what they're up to, you know. Okay, well then I'm gonna open the door and check on them, because this feels very uncharacteristic and I already feel very, like, like Andrew thinks several things right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think Hector is starting to get to that point where I'm like, this is, this is not, something seems up. You open up the door and it is not locked and as you open it up, it appears as though the place has been ransacked. It looks like oh. the whole place has been turned over. Looks like there are definitely... You don't even have to, like, roll a test to see this. Looks like there were signs of a struggle here. Okay. Uh, and the whole place is just an absolute mess. Okay. Is there, like, blood? blood? Any... any, any mice that are hiding. Can I look for like little kids hiding? Yeah, go ahead and uh, go ahead and give me a test. Is that two? Do I make this with two? Yes. Standard test is with two. Okay, I just don't remember. Nope. Two twos. You do not see any mice anywhere in the vicinity. Okay. No little kids. You looked around and there is like a little bit of blood. It's not like oh, somebody just got you know, drained here. Yeah, no, there's not um, like gore. Yeah, it's not it's not gory by any means. But there there is a little bit of blood and the signs of a struggle and everything, but you do not see any signs of any mice that are still here. No. Okay. This seems not like something the field mouse family is is like <laughs> this is what we want to do on a weekend. But can I can I go out like like I don't see anyone inside the house. Correct. Do I see anything that like I would notably know is belongs to them that is missing? Like if like I walked up to my smithy and the anvil was gone, I'd be like, oh, without like looking, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that it definitely seems as though any any items of worth, like you know, a nice vase that Isabel okay. has or things like that, uh, any any types of those things have been taken from here. Cool. Yeah. Not cool, but cool. Got it. Um, right. <laughs> cool understood. Yeah. So I'm going to head out the front door, moving at more of a pace now, and uh, just, I guess, scan the area and see if there's any anything that I can see, like, this might be a location that somebody was taken. Or, or I mean, does it look like somebody was taken out of the house? Uh, yeah, so actually, as, as you look around, you, you do notice very easily that the back door is, like, ajar. Okay. And it seems like whoever it was might have gone out that way, and the back door is facing more away from Creekside. Okay, more towards into the forest? Right, more, more toward the uh, the wilder parts of the Greenwood, yes. Okay, cool. Question for you, DM. Yes. Do you think I would have brought my hammer with me? I don't know that you would have, because uh, yeah, you were just here to make, a, to make a delivery. To, to deliver? Yeah. Okay. It, it doesn't take that long to go back and forth from there. It's not like it's going to take you the better part of a day to go and well, get I your know, hammer and come I, back. I, I'm but. starting to worry about time. Like, yes. like in, a, in a guesstimate, I like, would I know like it's going to take me... 15 minutes to go back and come back here. I think it'd take you like 25, 30 to go back to your place and like and get your get hammer and come here. back. Yeah. Oh, jeez. 
Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. First tough choice. First tough choice. Do I notice anything first looking out the back door and, like, just on the, like, in the periphery? In D&D terms, if I was a ranger, like, tracking people? Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't think this is anything that Hector knows how to do or is necessarily good at. Mm-hmm. But just like, is there anything that can give me like an idea of like numbers or anything really? Yeah, go ahead and give me a test then. Just at at disadvantage. I don't think it's a disadvantage. I okay. think that you can still. I mean, you're an animal. You're a badger. You can still. You know, I think that there's a baseline level of like we can look around and you know. I did get a five. Yeah. Right. You only need one five. Correct. Or yeah. A six. Yeah. You only need. Either or, a five or a six on, on either die that you For are. everyone listening, this is my first time playing this game, so. Yeah, it's new. Uh, it is it is new. It is a little foreign to me. It's new. We've I'm, got this, I'm excited. We've got this sweet rule book that Alan from Gallant Night Games sent us. And Alan, we who's are, super awesome. So freaking cool, and everybody should go check out Gallant Night Games. Yeah. Because, man, I love this book. Uh, and support their stuff, because, like, they support us, and their stuff is awesome. Heck so. yeah. Friends doing friend stuff. Do-do-do. Back to, the game. <laughs> back, back to the game. So with your five that you rolled, uh, you do see some tracks that lead out of the house and towards the woods. You see tracks that look like they are the size of the footprints of all of the field mouse family, sometimes being dragged, sometimes walking. It kind of varies as it moves along through the field some. Uh, but then you also see some other larger tracks looks to be maybe four or five larger creatures. I'll say that with your successful roll, uh, it looks like five and they are definitely larger and they look more like vermin than townsfolk. Okay. The sort of normal footprints that you'd see just up and down the road on any given day. Cool. This to me immediately is... I'm, I'm trying to decide real fast, John. Give me a second. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Uh, yeah, gotta do it. I'm gonna leave the cart at their house mm-hmm. and just as fast as I can make my way back to my house to get my smithing hammer. Literally just something to defend myself with. Okay, you do. You you run back there, and it's going to take you the better part of, you know, Shoot, 20, closer to 30 minutes. You're running through town, and I think that on the way back to your home, that some people give you kind of weird looks, uh, especially ones that might have seen you earlier, like, where's this cart? What's he doing? You run that way, you go home, and you grab your big smithing hammer, and you're running back through town, and I think that you do get stopped on your way back through town, as Farn, uh, the shrew shopkeeper, actually comes up to you, he's like, hey, hey what's going on? What, why are you running through town with a hammer for? What's going on? Um, I think something... You, is something alright? I think something happened to the, the, the field mouse. The field mouse? Um, they're not, they're not in their home, and, um, it looks like they were dragged away, so I'm uh, 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 I'm gonna go make sure they're okay. Oh, do, do you want us to round up a search party? What, what, did it look like they'd been gone for a while? What's I I I, I don't I don't know. Uh, Adam was supposed to come to get his uh, to get his plow and some of his tools yesterday, and he never showed up. And so I went to deliver him today, and they're not there. And it looks like they were drugged into the forest by some sort of uh, vermin or something. So you can gather people, but I'm going to go right now. I'm going to take off. <laughs> I mean, I, I tell him, like, that he can form the, the search party if he wants, but I'm going now. Great, yeah. And I'm going to go. All right, so Farn shouts out after. He's like, I'll round some people up and I'll send them your way. As you just sprint back toward the direction of the field mouse house and farm. As you go back that way, what do, what do you want to do once you get there? Is the cart still there? The cart is still there when you get back, yeah. Okay. That confirms something that I thought. Then I'm just going to pick up their tracks and start following the tracks that I found earlier. Mm-hmm. I think from what we've kind of talked about with Adam mm-hmm. and their family, they're probably the people that would use a blacksmithing service the most in the town. So of anyone, I'm probably like closest with them mm-hmm. already. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, except Absolutely. for uh, Girl Grumbles. Right. Right, you talk about good old Gumbles. Good old Papa Gumble. So I just want to make sure they're okay. Absolutely. So you start following these tracks and going deeper and deeper into the woods as you go. What kind of pace are you moving at? And also, did you bring, like, torch and stuff or anything with you? It's getting closer to nighttime now. 
as you as you're going on this search and are you leaving anything like behind as you're going or are you just barreling straight ahead i'm gonna tell you right now i didn't andrew didn't think to pick up a torch yeah i don't think i don't think hector did either Mm -hmm. uh i think it was i feel so bad about taking the time to go get something to protect myself Mm -hmm. that i don't think like whatever speed he can travel at he's traveling at so like whatever the fastest speed is, uh, we're going. I'm gonna try and get them back before nightfall. <laughs> All right, that may be a hopeless endeavor, but <laughs> I, I don't think he's thinking that. I don't think I'm thinking that far ahead. I think it's save them, and that's it, as far as like what we're thinking of. Absolutely. So you make your way deeper and deeper into the green wood. Uh, you are following these tracks uh, and doing a pretty good job uh, as you move along. And you keep going, and you keep going, and the next couple of hours pass, and as you're, you know, going over logs and, and through trees and, and around, you know, you pass the creek bend every now and then as you keep on on your way, and as night is beginning to fall, you have still not found them. You're still on the trail, but you've not caught up with them, and it is close to nightfall, so what would you, well, how would you like to proceed? Recklessly. Uh, for the listener, some information about Hector. Uh, I don't think he's like a fighter by trade in any way. I think, I think he's a blacksmith, right? Like, <laughs> that's what he does. I think, I mean, he has a very strong belief in like doing good and like good will come to you. So I think he genuinely just wants to see the Field Mouse family protected. And I think that's the only thing on his mind. So even though it's getting dark, I'm going to continue at as fast as I can travel on this thing, whatever may happen. <laughs> One episode. That's all you get. You should know better, Jonah. Never put a family in danger when I'm playing a paladin. An obvious paladin. <laughs> Why do you think this was the first thing I made you do? I, I know. <laughs> I, assumed, I, I did assume that it was going to be on fire, though. Wouldn't have really tracked with time, but like I had just assumed that they were gonna be like, ah, we're dying. And I was gonna be like, ah, oh, no, I didn't bring my hammer. I can't help them. Go ahead and roll a test for me at disadvantage now. Yeah, heck as yeah. the darkness sets in in the green wood. Six. Ooh, oh. ooh, buddy. <laughs> yes. Ooh, buddy. Thank you, Clutch. Your new name is Clutch. You shall be separate. <laughs> through the darkness, you continue making your way through the greenwood. Uh, you follow the tracks. Uh, it's not as hard as it might be if it were a, a stealthier single creature, uh, but with there being a total of what looks like eight or nine creatures uh, taking into account the field mouse yeah. family and whoever took them, uh, the tracks are messy and you're able to pretty well like see the, the snapped branches and, and footsteps in the mud. My time living with a mole helping my non-dark vision self. <laughs> right. You you lived like halfway underground growing up just because like, because that's how Gumbo does it, sir. That's how Gumbo does it. <laughs> Good old Gumbo. So you're you're a little bit more accustomed to the darkness uh, than your average uh, wood folk might be, and you continue through the woods, uh, tracking and going through the night, through the night, and you uh, not at no point do you lose the trail. You are able to continue tracking successfully. Do you go all the way through the night? Oh shoot! I don't know how this game works. Is there exhaustion? <laughs> or, I'd say, or like variations of exhaustion. Not that I know of right offhand. I will say that, like, if you go for, like, a crazy long time, like, if you don't take any time to rest yeah, this I mean, next day, too, like, if you, if you sprint for days, like, we'll, we'll impose some sort of penalty. But I, I think cool. that for, for right now, I'd say that you are probably kind of exhausted. It's been a long night for sure because you've been going at a pretty quick pace with your successful tracking. So it's up to you. This is a reaching question. Okay. I will freely admit it as a player. Do any of these tracks, like, do the tracks that I'm at currently look much fresher than they did earlier on? Like, does it feel like I'm getting closer? Is it like, you can't tell? It's dark. I think that since you managed to roll a six with disadvantage, I will give you that it does seem like you are 
gaining on the tracks. With the pace that you were able to move throughout the night, it definitely seems as though you have been making progress. It doesn't seem like they were left here. Oh, oh, they've only been here for an hour or anything. But you are you're catching up. I'm gonna push. I'm gonna push for like maybe like an hour, two hours more, and then maybe just try and take like like just a shorter catch my breath sort of like compose and then keep going sort of thing. Okay. But yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's like push for like two more hours. You push for two more hours after or, sunrise or, or is it at sunrise right now? It's getting pretty close to sunrise. Now, like you you can see the light on the horizon as you as you look above the tree line and everything. Maybe the like sun an, is not up yet. Maybe like yeah. an hour after sunrise. That way I can just like get a better view of tracks mm-hmm. for a little bit longer and just you know what I mean like Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. All right, so you continue a little ways longer. Uh, again, you feel like you're you're still gaining gaining on these tracks at whatever pace that might be, and you do as the sun begins to rise. You you sit down for a little bit. You compose yourself. You don't have any food on you. I don't know. So there's, there's no reason that you would have. No, I do not have any food on me. I would not have would not have grabbed any. <laughs> you no know, no food. No like bedroll or anything. Just just you. And a hammer. Yup. Uh, so what do you do for this, like, hour that you sort of take a little bit of a rest to compose yourself? Do you actually, like, try to take a power nap? Are you looking around for, like, it's just some berries and stuff in the area, something to sustain yourself as you keep going? Uh, what are you thinking? Probably a little bit of foraging and then just resting. Maybe not, like, napping, but just, like, taking a bit of time off the feet for a second. Okay. And, like, re making sure that I'm still on the track and, like, everything is still a thing. I feel guilty about taking this hour. <laughs> I already took an hour for a dang hammer. <laughs> you, t- you took, like, under 30 minutes for I'm a hammer. I'm calling an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew feels very guilty about the hammer. Had you not said five, I would have gone without the hammer. <laughs> I was like, if I go without the hammer, though, it's literally going to be a one episode. <laughs> this is going to be a one-off. He's dead. So you take the hour and you do a little bit of foraging. Uh, go ahead and uh, just give, give me a little little roll for foraging. Three and a four. So it's pretty scarce. You know, there's there's a few berries and things here and there, uh, but there's not a ton of really good edible vegetation. You, you manage to get a little bit, but uh, you're still pretty hungry. After just running throughout the night, you skip dinner because you were on this whole thing. But you do take a little while to to rest and compose yourself before moving forward. And with the morning sun a little further in the sky, you want to continue on your way tracking? Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. Give me a test to continue tracking. Five and a six. You spend the better part of half a day tracking as you get closer and closer. And the sun is about halfway up in the sky. And as you continue, you can see way, way off in the distance what seems like it might be a clearing of some sort. It's, it's kind of hard to tell, but you can see a little bit of movement up ahead. And you hear faint voices like... Oh, they, they sound like dirty rap. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's, that's like pretty far off right it's, now it's pretty far off uh with your with your survival you you've gotten far enough and you you've tracked it well enough and then you can see off in the distance uh, especially with with the day being as bright as it is now in the, the middle part of the day uh, it seems like they are moving at a pace in front of you i'm gonna catch up within reason and mm-hmm. then just try and get a get a read on the situation like i, I want to be able to tell like are the field mouse just hanging out with really large relatives this far in the woods? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's the the thing, but I don't want to like just like assume. I'm also not like he is not a, a he is not a warrior by trade. So like, I don't think this is like I'm gonna go rushing in and just start beating things with his hammer, right? I just got the hammer because it was something to like be less afraid of things with right. it's a big hefty thing you do work with so you're like yeah. i guess i can hit something with this if i need right. to i don't know so i just want to like get within like range of like kind of kind of sight on it and seeing if it what, what's going on and if it's okay or if they are in peril which i am inclined to believe they are mm-hmm. 
Give me a test to do some stealth then as you as you approach, you catch up to this group. <laughs> That's a one and a two. A one and a two. Did you think I was gonna be stealthy? Nah. With a one and a two, you approach. You get closer and closer, and, and you can see more shapes uh, as you continue to make your way, just trucking forward. At this point, you're somewhat concerned about stealth, but way more important than anything else is the safety of the field mouse family, and you yeah. continue on your way, moving forward, moving forward. And as you get within proximity of them, you step on a big old branch, and it Love breaks it. under you. Seems seems very logical. <laughs> I probably don't even hear it. <laughs> what you do hear, though... Rockfang, you hear that? Go check it out. Then you see... Do they also hear me, like, panting? Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, like, looking in your direction. You're kind of obscured by the, the trees and stuff okay, right so now. so I but am, they... like, slightly attempting to sneak right now. Yeah, you're slightly attempting to, but, like, they definitely are aware of, of your presence. They heard you. Yeah. Uh, but you are not, like... If we're talking zones, uh, combat zones, like in the game, you're still like in way out in far right now, okay. rather than near or close. Do, so, but can I? I can see these these kind of gentlemen at this point. Yes. Okay. What, what, what am I looking at? As a whole, or or just the ones that are like coming your way? Yes, and. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and I'm going to try and... If this was uh, Powered by the Apocalypse, I want to read a bad situation. <laughs> okay, uh, g- give me a test then to see what all what all you can see. Okay. What your badger eyes can see. Oh, I am very n- not focused on certain things right now, apparently. Hmm. I, I Do I at least see the Field Mouse family and I'm just like, oh no! <laughs> I think that like in a clump of rodents... You can see the field mouse family uh, among other critters. It, you can't get a read on the numbers of either who looks like they might be captives of some sort as well as their captors. I, it's hard to tell. It's sort of just a mass in that direction. But what you see more than anything else is that there are two rats quickly making their way towards you. Nasty-looking fellas that have curved blades on them and a snarl on their faces as they are running in your direction. They see me. They hear you. They're very aware of your presence, and I think that even if they don't have, like, direct line of sight on you, they've got a beat on you, and they're coming your way. (laughs) I don't think that, like, the other ones that are in the clearing kind of area have have actually seen you yet, but everyone here is just aware that there is something out there and where it is currently. Has the convoy stopped moving at the presence of whatever this is? Hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Hard to tell. That's totally fair. <laughs> okay. Based on my own social anxieties, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to try and talk the situation, but I also think I, Andrew, know Redwall rules mm-hmm. that pretty much all rats are bad. Right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, is that kind of similar in this, in, in what we're doing right now, which is kind of like, these have these people have gnarly blades. I've seen that they've taken the family. I feel like they is bad. <laughs> Yeah, so in this world that we're creating here, yeah. I don't want to assume that, like, Correct. all rats is bad, all all foxes is bad, you yeah. know, that, that kind of thing. A, a little less black and white. Uh, there is certainly a stigma on both sides of good and bad uh, creatures. Cool. You know, ones that are typically viewed as such. They can definitely go either way. But I think that in your current situation, it would be safe to assume that they is bad. <laughs> That these that these boys is bad. Cool. Then uh, I'm gonna try and blacksmith some rats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna come out of the brush where I am, straight at these two that are coming at me, and I'm gonna try and go through them as quickly as possible to make my way to the the mass of non people that seem bad. <laughs> <laughs> Roll initiative. Huzzah. 2d6? Yes, 2d6 and add them together. Okay. That's a nine. Nine? For Ekder. All right. So, Hector will be going first ahead of our two uh, 
rat fellows. Uh, so what would you like to do? They are they are quickly uh, approaching you. Uh, you can definitely close the distance if you wish. But I'm at far currently, right? You're currently at far, yes. Okay, cool. So wh- what we're doing, uh, basically, listeners, is that how this kind of works in combat is there are different uh, combat zones rather than, you know, like 30 feet of movement or what have you. So there's close, which is like right up on them. Near is uh, sort of general vicinity. And uh, far is further out, basically boils down to if you're using like light weapons uh that are more close-up stuff or heavy weapons where you got a little more swinging room or you know ranged stuff uh things like that but yes you are currently far from them i want to like move into near and the the closest one i'm just gonna swing my hammer at it Mm because that is something i know how to do I feel very inadequate in this situation. <laughs> okay, so you, you run up as these two are approaching. You just bust up on them, this big, burly badger form coming out of the woods. And you uh, go for the one who, like, he gives you a really crooked grin and he's got all these nasty, nasty teeth. And you go to hit him with a hammer? Yup. Give me an attack my, test. With my war hammer. My blacksmith and Warhammer. This is with three, right? Yes, it is with advantage because Warhammer is your mastered weapon that you chose. Just want to double check. Yeah. I got a five. A five? Okay. <laughs> All right, so roll the damage on that. Okay. Oh, jeez, Louise. Uh, so it's two damage. Two damage? Yeah. Uh, you're not used to swinging a hammer at other at, living creatures. Yeah. Uh, so you just sort of take a wild swing and it uh, hits the torso of this rat. He goes uh, and stumbles back a little bit and uh, looks unhappy with you. Uh, but that is your turn then because yep. you moved uh, an attack. You have two actions that you can use basically uh, that you split up between uh, your choice of like evade, focus, test, attack or move. So he did one action to move and one action to attack. Uh, it is now that rat's turn, uh, Rot Fang, as it were. Ooh, Rot Fang. <laughs> Good rat name. <laughs> and I'm dead. <laughs> no, he crit fails with two ones. Yeah! <laughs> uh, so Rot Fang, like, uh, goes to, you know, pick himself up and swing at you and just overcommits and face plants in front of you. It's gonna take his other action to, like, get up and do, uh, we'll say, an evade action uh, after that first attack did not go well at all. Okay. Uh, next up, we have got the other one who's got, you can see like a bunch of like bugs and stuff kind of flying around him and you see like one fly like hanging out on in his nostril. Oh. Uh, yeah, this dude's gross. Oh, uh, oh. Flea Nose is going to also take a oh, swipe at you. fitting name. Will hit. Uh, so okay. that is going to be, that is two points. No. Of damage to you, my friend. Oh, no. It's like a fourth of my health. <laughs> <laughs> this game is so weird. No, we're, we're feeling it out. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. Um, <laughs> I'm totally going to survive. And then is also going to uh, take his other action to evade and just yells out to the rest of the group, We got a badger! As you hear the sound of scurrying and movement along along the rest of the way. Love it. It is now your turn once again. My turn. Yeah, I'm just I'm going to attack the dude that Nat won uh that I've already hit, if that's cool. Okay, cool. Roll the hit. I did get a six. Alright, a six, so he will roll an evade test, uh, which is just with one D six. Just don't just Does evade with a six. <laughs> right out of the way. Cool. I'm just gonna swing at him again. Right, with you my continue second to attack. swing wildly, yeah, go for it. Uh, nope. Nope. Didn't even have to. Oh, things are going bad for Hector the Badger. <laughs> things are getting really bad. You continue to just swing wildly uh, as you were just totally out of your depth right now. Yes, very much. <laughs> uh, and this uh, this rat, uh, as you know, kind of swarmy and, and lie that it seems to be, uh, it seems like his definitely seen more combat than you have uh, in your time uh, which is uh, any amount uh, and is able to duck out of the way of your blows with the hammer Uh, it is then the rat's turn the one who you just swung at is going to come at you uh, swinging with a sword again that's a two and a one so that's not going to do it and then we'll uh, also use another turn to evade and then the second one flea nose is going to take a swipe at you don't you do it flea nose 
that is two twos. So Flino's also misses and takes his second action to evade as well. Uh, as they're sort of trying to encircle you, uh, they are very wary. As you are a very large creature, uh, you do tower over both of them, and um, badgers do have a reputation. So they are trying to encircle you and do their best to not get uh, absolutely crushed as they make their attacks at you. Dang it. Okay. Is it my turn now? Yes. Okay. I'm going to again attack the dude that I already damaged. Okay. You're going for a rot fang. Yes. That's a six. Okay. That's one six. He does not evade. Only roll a four. Please. Two damage. Two damage is enough to finish him off. I don't think Hector notices. You don't think, think Hector like, notices? I think, it is, I think it is that thing where, like, if you watch a kid who deal, who's playing, like, wiffle ball for the first time, mm-hmm. right? And is swinging so wildly that they might hit the ball and keep swinging, mm-hmm. right? I think he's swinging, and as soon as he feels that connect, he's going to the other guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think he even knows where it lands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just in the, in the, in the flurry of battle. Like, um, he feels it connect with something and turns to the other guy. As this is happening, you've, you've taken a hit. You are in the, the heat of battle now. Uh, blood has been drawn from both the rats and from you. And your eyes, everything you see, just like is beginning to turn oh, no. a sort of red. Oh, no. Have you ever felt this sensation before? Yes, I think so. I, I, think, I think probably as a kid mm-hmm. uh, and growing up in a town where there weren't any badgers, mm-hmm. he probably spent a lot of time with... Good old Gumble talking uh-huh. about like how to deal with anger and not understanding what Gumble's saying, but uh, is probably one of the reasons why he likes the field mouse people so much because I feel like they seem very chill already. Mm-hmm. Just just Andrew is like, oh, they seem so chill. <laughs> uh, I would say for certain though, whatever happened when he was younger with it is probably led what led to a lot of him like secluding himself outside of town. Mm-hmm. And he's probably ruined more than one blacksmithing thing, becoming too mad at something. Oh, definitely. And just beating it to, to, to hell and back. It is that sensation. Am I in it yet, or is it just, like, creeping? It's creeping. I think that uh, okay. in this particular situation, like, all of this is so new that it is definitely coming up on you, and you can feel it, and you are aware of it's coming to you. Oh, no. And you see another rat before you. Well, I mean... <laughs> I'm going to make my second attack at this other rat. Go for it. Oh, no. Uh, A six and a five. Six and a five. Which means nothing, but but he took evade. But it is a success, yes, so he's going to try to evade. That is a one. Please, lots of damage. (laughs) Oh, my God. Two damage. Two damage? Okay. (laughs) Great. So uh, the hammer connects, uh, I think, like with uh, sort of around the, the hip region. Uh, this one is just... Break those hips. Break those uh, hips. And, you hear, and as some of the flies are injuries in sports. thrown off, and uh, the rat comes around, and uh, Flea Nose is going to go for another swipe at you I with the sword. Like Flea Nose. <laughs> I don't like him. That's two sixes. Oh, no. So Flea Nose will crit. Oh, no. So that's going to be... Three points. Oh, no. <laughs> Three points of damage. Basically critting, you You just add an extra one yeah, damage-wise. That's bad. Yeah, on a, on a scale like we've got, <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot. That went real bad real fast. <laughs> and is going to take the second action uh, to evade still. Now, very concerned, as Flea Nose is keenly aware of the fact that Rot Fang is dead on the ground. I don't think I have any idea. <laughs> you don't. But you are now fully in blood wrath. Oh no! Okay. Uh, are there? Are out of curiosity, Andrew? Are more rats coming? Is that a thing that's happening, or like I don't know? I don't think that Hector knows. Cool beans. Well then, I'm gonna attack the thing closest to me, which happens to be the flea dumb. <laughs> uh, that's six and a five. Six and a five hits. Let's see if he evades. Please don't. Does not evade. Okay. <laughs> Finally. Uh, that was a six. So, four, five points of damage. As I Gallagher this guy. This one's bad. I'm sure. This one's really bad. We're going to a Dark Place episode one. Let's go, baby. Like, it, it's it's Redwall. We had to know what we were getting into from Come the get-go. Come on, Those kids. Episode one. Here we go. Quest Code Junior. 
like Quesco teens. It's fine. Quesco Jr.? <laughs> Is it? What do you do to Felinos? Thematically, I think if he sticks me with that sword real hard mm-hmm. and it just stays in, mm-hmm. right? And if that's what's like causing him to go into like blood wrath, right? Mm-hmm. Raging, as it were. But he can't get away because there's a sword in me. Right. I think it's just like straight down smithing. <laughs> just like an anvil. Huzzah. The hammer makes contact with the head of Flino's. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad. Andrew's glad. Solve that problem. That was gross. <laughs> Hope I kill that fly too. And as you stand, breath heaving, seeing red, standing over the bodies of Flino's and Rotfang. Maybe more vermin coming your way, maybe retreating with the captives that they have. That's where we'll end this first episode. No! I have to know if the mouse family's okay. Hello again, friends. We hope you enjoyed this first episode of Guardians of Greenwood. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsor, Castor and Pollux, makers of mystical jewelry and geeky novelties. Quest Co. listeners can go to castpollux.com and get 15% off your entire order of dice, jewelry, and other fun accessories by using the code THEQUESTCO at checkout. That's T-H-E-Q-U-E-S-T-C-O, all one word and no spaces, for 15% off your entire order. That is an excellent deal, and we're so happy to share it with you. We just had a dice giveaway over on Twitter, thanks to good people like you. The more you use that discount code, the more you help us out, and you allow us to do more fun giveaways and stuff. If you're loving the show so far and you want to help give us a boost, please go to the Quest Company Junior page on the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It's a huge help to us and we read every single review that comes in. And if you're a fan of Quest Company Junior and you want to take your support to the next level, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. You can help us to cover necessary expenses and to help us continue to improve the quality of the podcast. We've got multiple patron tiers and every little bit helps. If you'd like to give us that support, you can do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can also find the link to the Patreon and all of our social media things on our website, questcompanyjunior.com. I'd like to take a moment to thank all of the amazing artists whose music is featured in this episode. Thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing the ambient sounds. Thank you to Joseph Cash for the song Deadly Deer. Thank you to Saw Square Noise for the song Rito Occulto. And thank you to Sarge Narcissoff for the song Vikings. That's all for me, so we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Guardians of Greenwood here on Quest Company Jr.